What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Benny J. I am joined by my lovely co-host. It's your girl, Jay Monet, and welcome back to another episode of Only We Can Understand, episode two. It's about to be a good one right here. You know, we already did episode one. If you haven't heard it already, you know, listen to this one and listen to that one, too. And the intro, you know, support, support your black podcasters out here. You know what I'm saying? Black, black support. That's what we got to do. We all a big family. Let's do it. So on this, this, uh, starting off, we're going to start doing, uh, I guess we're going to start talking about a little different things that's going on in the world. So, man, what's, what's, what's one thing that has been c- catching your eye this past, I guess, month since the last time that, uh, we talked? Yeah, there've been uh, a lot of things, a lot of current events popping up here and there, especially, uh, this past week or so. Um, first thing, let's talk about, uh, Dreamville. Dreamville, uh, J. Cole's uh, recording studio released a joint album. I think it was about a week ago on July 5th. And uh, it has taken the hip-hop world by storm. I guess you can say that. I don't know. Um, But personally, I like it. I like it. I was skeptical at first. I don't know why. But um, I, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. What about you? listened to uh, to it it was what 13 songs on that album 14 13 17 let me look real it was a lot that was the other thing it, it had a lot of it, tracks it, in it it was i would say that i liked it but it wasn't something that is going to be on repeat either for me like that it's like okay. only a couple songs that i think i will have on repeat okay so it was 18 songs actually that's like old school when, you know, when CDs still came out and that's the only, that was like the only uh, method of, of releasing your music. So CDs had a lot of tracks in them. Unlike now where you get like seven, but. Well, uh, I don't know. Cause Chris Brown, he had 30, got 32 uh, songs on his album and I still haven't finished through that one. The new I one? Yes. The oh, really? Exactly. Oh, yes. so he's just, that's just his MO now because he had yes. another album that was like. His or, last album was like 45, I think. <laughs> and, I, and I still ain't never went through that album either. Oh man. So, okay. Well, Chris I, Brown is uh the exception, I guess. No, it ain't. Nobody wanna listen to uh freaking thirty two songs on the album. That's just crazy. That's a lot of songs. I would say the max that I would like that I would listen to on a on a on an album is twenty two. 23? Wow, yours is pretty high. Mine would be probably 12. 12, 12, 12 is 12 I would songs. Say is, I can, uh, I, it's something that I'm. I'm you got to think. If you have 32 songs on an album, that's about two hours. Probably, but the, the other listening thing, too, to it straight. is um, right, right. Listening, uh, listening to it straight through, that is probably like two hours. But a lot of times with uh, albums with that many tracks, some of the tracks are like skits or intros and they're like 30 minutes, you know, 30 seconds long, uh, one minute long, you know. So there's 30 tracks, but it's not like 30 records, 30, 30, 30, you know, full length songs. So I don't know. But uh, the Dreamville album, it was it was good. Uh, for the most part, there are some songs that I, I don't like. Um, 
But I think the song that everybody can agree that is a banger is the intro under the sun with the uh, lute and the baby. And um, yeah, oh, that, yeah, that just. The baby, the baby, <laughs> yeah, the baby. I did listen. That, that one was good. I'm going to have to listen to the album again. I do. I would say that I'm going to have to listen to it, even another little listen. To really yeah. figure out which songs I like and which songs I don't like, but and that's what you got to do with any with any album, you know. It's just listen. You got to listen to it over and over again to really uh, come to a conclusion. If it's hey, is this a it's a good album? Is it an okay album? Is this a classic album? I don't know. But for me, uh, it 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 sounds like uh, there are some songs that are like, yeah, okay, I've heard this type of beat before you know what i mean i feel like a lot of songs sound alike especially songs that are played on the radio but um there are a bunch of songs that are uh, i like that 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 caught my attention and that i have been playing on repeat for like the past week so yeah our opinions on that uh what else do we got i guess the next thing would be we could talk about two things that happened so um I don't know if this happened when we were uh, on our first podcast or not, but AD, no, no, yeah, AD to the Lakers, and everybody was waiting for doggone ever on where Kawhi Leonard was going to go, and his butt ended up going to the Clippers with Paul George, and then, I guess yesterday, was it yesterday? Or was it um, Thursday, Thursday night, Thursday night, James Harden and Russell Westbrook are both are now playing with each other again in Houston. That was a surprise to me. Only I'm saying that because I thought Russell Westbrook was either going one to my home team, the Heat, two or the Pistons. I thought he was. I didn't see the, the, that Houston thing was not something that I saw that in my mind where I thought he was going to go. He could even went to Knicks for all I care. But Houston, I didn't see that coming. What, what's your thoughts on those those three big uh, NBA free agencies that just that happened in a month's time? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um so for the uh, the the Russell Westbrook uh, Brook trade, um, yeah, people are saying like you said, Miami or Detroit. Um, I'm not surprised that he went to Houston, uh, especially for uh, given the other the other players involved in the trade, primarily Chris Paul. Um, you know, Houston is just they're always looking for superstars. Uh, it wasn't working. Uh, relationship wise between CP3 and Harden so they had to do what they got to do and you know they, they got a younger uh better point guard at this point in time do I think it'll work no because they're both super super ball dominant uh guards but we'll see how it goes I mean they'll be competitive so it'll be interesting it'll be a fun team to watch um the AD trade I wasn't surprised at all because we had that whole debacle in the middle of the season earlier this year. And then Kawhi, I was surprised about that because everybody was saying that, oh, he's going to the Lakers, uh, oh, he's going to stay with Toronto. And then, you know, it took him like a week to make a decision, which that wasn't a long time. But given that most of the NBA, most of the free agents 
had chosen their new teams already, it was like, man, it was we were waiting for like ages. It felt like. Um, but waking up last week uh, on Saturday to uh, saw it on Instagram, and it was like, oh, Paul George and Kawhi are going to the Clippers. I was like, wow, okay, he he just blew up the game. So the, we'll the, see. The Clippers are going to be the t- a team to watch this year. I think I think they are just. The other, other what three people that they have is pretty good. I think, I think they're going to be the team, team to watch. Don't people don't need to underestimate the Clippers this year. That's all I got to say. Oh, nobody will, and I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of analysts and uh, Las Vegas odds makers will have them uh, in the front as front runners to go to the championship or win it all. Actually, but. It'll be an interesting season. I mean, you have Denver still. He was good last year, and they're they're good again this year. Uh, Golden State is still going to be good. Um, Utah, they're going to be in the mix. Portland's going to be in the mix. All those teams on the on, are in the Western Conference. So, as usual, the Western Conference is stacked, and it, it's going to be a race. It's going to be a race. But also, you can't leave out my Spurs. No, that's the squad <laughs> right there. <laughs> okay. You know, hey. They're they're gonna be good. They'll make the playoffs, <laughs> and we'll go from there. <laughs> All so, righty, we'll see about that. It's been an eventful summer for sure in the NBA. It um, is, I guess one other thing that um has really been shown, especially on Twitter, has been the bottle cap challenge. Have you seen those challenges being lately? I have. Yes, I have. What what, and, what has been your favorite one? Try try to explain your favorite. Bottle cap challenge because I have my favorite, and I think this is probably the best one of all of them. But you know, that's just me being biased, maybe. But what's your? Uh, I saw one the other day, and it was um like a Lambo or something like that, Ferrari. They were they were um uh, drifting, and the the spoiler on the back of the car opened the bottle. I was like, oh. Okay. That, okay. That was, was you, you gonna have to send me that one. You gonna have to send me that. I have to find it and send it to you. Yeah, that was like wow. That was interesting. But uh, go ahead. What about what about yours? I think mine had to be. I don't know if you've seen it, I, but it had to be the Mariah Carey. The, have you seen the Mariah oh, Carey? Oh, I haven't one? seen that one. Yeah, she basically hit a high note and the bottle cap just flew off. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you can do that, if you can do that. You got it. Come on now. It's Mar- First of all, it's a high freaking carry. Yes, like it was like I can't do it because you know I can't see, but she did that high note, high note, and that bottle, the, the bottle cap spin off. It did. I, I bet that would be fun to watch, but I don't believe that's real. One bit. Oh, it's it's real. I would definitely see you that. That's definitely real. Please do because. I mean, you don't think, but you gotta think. You gotta understand. Somebody that does a high pitch note that can break a mirror, correct? Sure, but a bottle cap so high can spin up a bottle. But, but you, but you already know that the bottle cap is already semi twisted off automatically, right, right? Right, right, right. So it just need a. It's basically vibration. We're not, you know what? We're both engineers, and we're not going to get into the uh, logistics of that because we could break that down. And 
I, I, I don't that care. Down. I don't know. I don't. Uh, yeah. But, but we that, could that, break that down. That's some magic could. science if I ever heard any. So um, I don't think so, but it's okay. Let's look. Let, let, you know what? Let's 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 end it at that, and let's get into who the topic. But of last episode. thing about the bottle cap challenge. I mean, th- there have been a lot of uh, challenges in social media in recent years, and I think the bottle cap challenge has been the best one. I mean, all of them are really really interesting, and uh, I think this has been the best one when it comes to difficulty. Because I think yeah. it, it is really is a challenge to try to get that bottle. If you kick, I mean, a lot of people have been kicking it, um, singing it. <laughs> I don't know what it, what else would be using the car sport, like you just said. I mean, anything like this. It's a real challenge to try to get that small piece. It's not even. I mean, how how much diameter do you think that that bottle cap is? Uh. Three quarters not, of an inch. Yeah, not yeah, not even. So it's like, how can somebody do, take that off with their big old big toe? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's been like it's, it. Yeah, it's really a challenge, and I think that's what that makes it like, I, like you said, one of the best challenges out there right now. Have oh, yeah. it has been. Oh yeah, it's been very fun to watch. Very very fun. I've enjoyed it. All right, so let's let so on that note, let's get into the topic of uh, episode two today. So both Ben and I are in our twenties. Um, from the first episode, I guess we are in our early twenties, Ben. Right? <laughs> oh, we did talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Are we, are I, we I, in our Are we in our early twenties? Um, I mean. Or mid twenties. Debatable. I mean, I would say I'm in my mid twenties. And you would say I'm in my early twenties. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I never let's, talked about it, but that that that's what we said. Let, let's just let's just say that we both are in our mid twenties because we're both about to be twenty four, twenty five. So, um, so what we're talking about in today's podcast, the topic will be about dating in your twenties. And also, in correlation, the hesitations with dating in general. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I, like, I like the little uh, sound effects. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh, that's a little, um, a little, um. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a topic. It's a topic to talk about. It is, it is, I mean, man, you can start off, you can start off, because I feel like it's a lot to talk about in that little, just that in general. Yeah, so so dating, (laughs) dating uh, in the 20s, and in somebody's 20s, um, it's different for everybody, because everybody's different, right? Let me, let me ask this. Okay. So, for you as a 24-year-old guy. What has been the hardest thing or hardest part about dating for you at at your age now? Um, let's see. For me, I, I would say, well, just 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 learning how to be in a relationship, right? Um, yeah, I would say that would be the hardest thing, right? Because we're young, you know. 
we don't know what we're doing. You know what I mean? It's not like it's it's not like we've been, you know, we're not or me personally, it's like it's not like I've been married for thirty years and and you know, I've I've gone through trials and tribulations and have, have fought through that with a significant other. No, I haven't. Um so it's 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 learning to be to being in a relationship and everything that comes with that. Uh, for example, uh, communication, uh, which is probably the, the the biggest one for me. But um, just uh, I, I would say from based on from my experiences, just that just the uh, the relationship part and uh, resolving conflict and and, and so, things so basically of that all in all the work. That has to be done, or what's the word I'm looking for? No, yeah, the work that needs to be done to keep the relationship afloat. To be in a successful relationship, basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so going off of that, what you just said, what are five things that you think need to be in a relationship? Like, I mean, or Five things that make a successful relationship. How about that? I think I think I word that better. Five things that make a successful relationship. First off, I would say as um as a a Christian man, I would say God. All right, yes, with the faith. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Like I, I would definitely <laughs> say that. Um, if if both if both people uh, if both people are Christians, right. Having God at the forefront of the relationship is key. Um, keeping Him first in in in, in both uh, parties' life. Um, that's the number one. Because once once that you know, trust in Him and everything else will follow. Uh, so that that is, in my opinion, by far the most important. Uh, secondly, and I would say two through five are in, in no particular order, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as I alluded to before, I would say communication, right? Uh, that's, that's tough. That's tough. Especially for, it's tough for everybody, but I think, you know, more so for guys where, you know, especially in culture, you're not really taught to, uh, communicate our feelings, communicate our emotions. Um, but that, that is key, right? I mean, you, you gotta communicate. We've seen on TV plenty of times and movies where communication has ruined or saved a relationship, right? So that that's important. Uh, trust. You gotta trust. You gotta trust the person. So you wouldn't be in a relationship if you don't trust them in the first place, right? Uh, next, I would say having fun. If you can't have fun with the person, it's just gonna be boring, right? You're not even gonna, you know. Yeah, basically, you gotta like the person. You gotta <laughs> like the person, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. As as you know, some some people in my family would say, you know, you can love a person all you want, but you gotta like the person. You gotta like who they are. You gotta like to spend time with them. And um, let's say fifth, fifth thing, I, I would say uh, loyalty. Mm, okay. uh, and I think that kind of goes hand in hand with trust. Those those would be the five things I would say. Okay. Okay. Well, for me. I'm going to go back to the first question that I asked you was the what what hesitations do I have with dating? Mm-hmm. And it's and that's actually a really actually kind of a difficult question for me to to answer. 
I guess the hesitation that I have is that we both grow out of not liking each other. Because, mm-hmm. you, you know, when you're dating someone, it's like it's something new, it's something fun, something different. And then, you know, after those six months, it ain't fun, it ain't new, it ain't blase, blase no more. So I, I guess maybe that might be one thing that I'm, I guess, hesitant about. I don't know. Trying think, to maintain that spark. Yeah, that I don't think. Spark, yeah. Exactly. I don't think it's really the, the work. Um, but it, it could be. It could be for me only because I've never been in a serious relationship. So that, so I, me personally, I feel like I'm a overgive to someone, but you know, that's, that's, that's a different, uh, <laughs> a different topic for a different, uh, <laughs> podcast on, on that, on that little bit. But, um, I, but I, I guess, I guess that, that main thing is that I think we're, that, that spark is gonna, is gonna go away. I, I do say that. But going in, going into the next thing that I asked you, what were the five? What did I ask you? Five things that you think make a successful relationship? Yes. Um, I do feel that communication. I think I think everybody needs to be able to communicate with their significant other or partner. Um, I guess the next thing would be. Would be definitely trust, trust and honesty. I'm trying to put them together. I think if you can't be honest with your partner, then you don't need to be in a relationship, honestly. But that's just mm-hmm. me. So I, I'll say, I'll say trust, trust and uh, trust and honesty. Uh, was that two? So what's the third one? Uh, I, 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 I. I'm with you with the faith. I think there both needs to be some type of spiritual connection between the two of you guys. Um, four, four, four. I don't know. This is kind of hard. Especially thing on the you asked a good question. Just <laughs> thing on the spot like this. Four, 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 and five. I guess I, I, uh, the next thing I would say is definitely loyalty. I think that. You need to have my back, and I need to have your back. Like, do anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm gonna go to jail for you, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I got you though. I got you. When you down, I make sure everything is up, and vice versa. I do agree with that. And number five, number five. I probably the same thing that you said. You it's fun, but for me, just we got to make each other laugh. We just can't have, you know, we have to make each other laugh. I'm I'm a type of person that I like to laugh, and I want to make somebody else laugh mm-hmm. and just bring a smile on their face. So I think I think that we both need to do that to each other. Okay. So that that would be my five and my hesitation, I guess. But I mean, what what else do you think that most people? our age are hesitant are hesitant about or why do you think that a lot of people but i I, i'm I'm gonna say this it might be a little judgment but i'm gonna say this why do you think most guys (laughs) 
okay? <laughs> young guys, young mm-hmm. men, our age, just not ready for a commitment. Or what? So what? What do you think their hesitation is of committing or just dating in general? Because I feel like they just out here, as they say, thotting and biting. <laughs> I mean, I just think, I just think. They I are. mean, that 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 that's probably top, you know, top reason right there. It's just like, man, you know, some dudes, you know, they don't, they don't want to be tied down. You know what I mean? They just want to be out here, so. <laughs> <laughs> they just want to be out here, uh, and 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 doing what they want, doing as they please, and um, that that's probably a a conscious a conscious reason why dudes hesitate. Um, to maybe another reason may be you know we're we're in our twenties, so we're we're in the 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 stage of our lives where we are establishing the rest of our life. Um, career-wise, you know, so some people just maybe work workaholics. It's like, man, I'm just trying to grind, grind, work, grind, and I don't have time for a relationship. You know, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get this paper. You know, so that that may be a reservation as well. Um, I I would say those. I guess for guys, that, that may be the top two, top two reasons. Okay. What, you think? what 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 about in general? Just like as men and women, is yeah, it the, you yeah. think both both of that that's that's a that's those two are hesitations as well, or um, I I would say the workaholic syndrome that 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 applies to everybody. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. That applies to everybody. Um, what else? He may have. Uh, the, and this is a for supplies to everybody as well someone may have uh insecurities from uh past relationships um and whether that be with a significant other whether that be with a friend or a family member and they you know whatever happened in the past they may that may affect you know how they how they their their relationship life their dating life right it's like well you know i don't want to be I don't want to be vulnerable. I want to uh, protect myself for X, Y, Z reasons, and so I'm gonna just, you know, stay to myself. And that that can even extend into uh, just not even dating, but into yeah, your friendships as well. So um, that could be a reason. What What do you think? I I don't know. <laughs> I, I I I'm be, I'm be, I'm I'm being honest. I'm mm-hmm. I, I really don't have a concrete answer of why we all have hesitations when it comes to dating but I mean I think it is just like we all have hesitations when it comes to any life experience that we go through or that we're about to go through so it's just I think I think that sometimes we have to put our hesitations aside and just jump right in and just go for it in a in a sense you know right but that's a hard question it is a hard question i I, I don't i I don't really know how to answer it i mean it's different for everybody because everybody's different right so i mean the 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 reasons are endless um 
<laughs> the the reason the reasons are endless. So I mean, it could be. Let's see what else we got. Workaholic, workaholic syndrome, personal insecurities. You just don't want to. You just want to be out here, uh, not around. Um, some people just may just just want to chill. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, that is true. They just some te- people just want to work on work on themselves. That, exactly, that, which is which is, is always that is. good. That's always a good thing. I think if if someone's in that someone is in that situation, they are aware about themselves, and it's like, look. I'm not saying I don't want to be in a relationship, but I know enough that I know enough of what I do want in a relationship and I want to work on myself so I can give so I can, so the so the relationship can be that much better when it happens. Right. And so, and, and you know, honestly too, you know, if you're going into a uh, relationship blindly and not really knowing about yourself, you know, you can, you can overdate to a sense such as date people here date people there date people there and you know you're giving your heart away all willy-nilly but you, you may get yourself in these bad relationships for for whatever reason guys girls you know both okay and, so let me let me sorry for interrupting you, but let no. me ask you let me ask you this so do you think that 20 year olds are well i i guess it also depends on the person but do you think majority of 20 year olds or 20-somethings, let's say that, 20-somethings, are dating without the purpose of marriage? Or do you think majority of them date with the purpose of marriage? Or do, I mean, like, most most people, when they get into a relationship, they date with a purpose to marry that person. Mm-hmm. Do you think that is still a thing in 2019 or in general? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Um, and just personally, the people in my life who are dating and engaged, whatever. Engaged. Shout yeah, out to all so our engaged you, friends out yeah, there. You know who you yeah, are. <laughs> definitely. So they, you know, they you, you date for a purpose, and uh, and I I think that's very much alive and well in 2019. But do you, um, but do, you do you think the purpose is marriage? Or can a, or can the purpose be something else? Um, I, I I'll say this. I think with any relationship, I don't know if any. I don't think most people are thinking about marriage in the end, right? And because that's just that that that's a big leap from you know from just starting out, right? But I think. I think uh, in a lot of relationships, it's oh okay, I'm dating this person because I generally like them and I can see it going there but that's not you know that's not a main goal but it's a possibility right um but again there are a lot of people who are just out here just like eh, you know she cool you know we're gonna try it out see what happens you know whatever you know you know it happens like, happens yeah. whatever happens happens but on, on a on a very <laughs> shallow level you know it's like man you know I'm, I'm just I'm just here but again, I don't. Well, you know what though, and I'm, I'm kind of jumping the gun. I think probably when you get into your 30s and you date, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's time to get married. Like, it's oh, we about to have baby next week. <laughs> right, it's time to get married. When you definitely when you're in your 30s, I think that's the focus, the main focus in every relationship. Uh, that's not a marriage, you know, and 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 for people in their 30s, but in their 20s, uh, 
I guess I'll, I'll say this. I think most people are like, man, I just want to be happy. If you make me happy, I'll be with you. And like whatever, not saying whatever happens happens. We're not going in this uh, haphazardly, but it's like, hey, you really make me happy, and you know, if we're together five years and end up getting married, we're together five years and end up getting married. If, if something else happens, eh, you know, <laughs> learn from it, right? <laughs> uh, well, do do you think? what's the status of, of relationships for, for people in their 20s? What do you think? Do people are in it? Do you think people are in it for the long haul or just in it for other for other reasons? I will say from my experience, not saying that this is true, but from my experience, I have found that guys that are, so I'm 23. So I like to date somebody at least, you know, three years older than me. So you could be 24, 25, 26. I, I go up to, I'll go I'll go up to 26. I'll go up somebody three years older than me. So I think the guys that I have encountered have not been ready for a commitment. Okay. Okay. They they haven't been ready for like, you know, I'm just out here, I'm just dating. I just wanna, you know. Just casually date. And nothing's wrong with casually dating. Mm-hmm. But I'm the type of person that I want a relationship. But then again, I don't want a relationship. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I just want to date you. Can we just date? So it's like, but I think in the end, when I, if, if I casually date someone, that's that is, that's not going to work for me. Like, I, I just need to date you. We're together. Yeah. I'm thinking about you, thinking about me type thing. That's that's the thing I need, even though that me, I am where I am right now, I'm not ready to get married. There's there's a lot of stuff I got to work on with myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> where I want to be in my career, mm-hmm. financially, just mm-hmm. all that in one, I'm not ready to be somebody's wife. Mm-hmm. And the roles it takes to be a wife, which we'll talk about in another episode of, of that. But <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned. But I just I just think that guys in that age range of, you know, fresh out of college to mid twenties, I don't think they're ready for a committed relationship. That's just that's just in my experience. Okay. Okay. No, that I think that's there's a lot of validity to that. I think. I think a lot of guys are just <laughs> are not. Most guys are probably are not in their twenties, right? Um, and you know, you hear this all the time that women in their twenties or women in general, a mature, mature. We and we do, and we do much, much, and much I, quicker than guys, <laughs> right? But the other thing too, I think maybe why guys are not ready for that relationship, and like again, it could be a lot of reasons. But for 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 the for the men who are just man, I just want to out here live life, you know, just not really uh, caring about anything, you know. Uh, I think in our society, in American society, we don't really train our our young men to be like, hey, you got to work in this up because one day you're gonna have to uh, support your family. Support, support yourself, support your family, be a husband, be a father, 
I don't think that's in the, the, the psyche of a lot of guys. And so, but I think with women, it's like from, from all, all over, you know, from moms, dads, uncles, uh, aunties, it's like, you know, they're trained, hey, you don't want, you don't want a regular guy. You know, you're, you're a queen, you're, you're, you're special. All the all, black queens out there. Right, right, right. Um, so I think women hear that. So I think in, in generally women are raised to think that or, or just raised to have that in, in their, in their mind, um, marriage and, and, and serious relationships more so than guys are. Right. I, I think that's ultimately a, a bigger societal issue. Um, which I think plays a, plays a factor in men's willingness and, or in hesitation to date and, and women's willingness and hesitations to date. So, I guess uh, another thing with, I guess, our generation is that a lot of people are using dating apps or, like, sliding through the DMs. So what? So what is your like your view on that? Like sliding through the DMs and like finding somebody on Tinder or something like that. Like sliding through the DMs, I've seen it work multiple occasions, multiple <laughs> occasions, and and it can work. It can definitely work. Um, but again, it depends on the it depends on the people. You know, some some guys slide in the DMs just because oh man, she, you know, it. They're not genuine, right? Yeah. And then there are dudes that are like, wow, she's, you know, she's very beautiful. She's a very nice young lady. And, you know, this is my shot. I'm going to shoot my shot, right? My shot, 2019. <laughs> so, again, depends on the situation. Two types of, of, of DMs, right? The genuine ones and the ones that are just out here thought, right? Um and the dating apps, yeah, I, I haven't used one, so I, I don't. What are my thoughts? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it can work. That can work too. That can work too. That can work too. I don't know. I'm indifferent. Every everybody has their ways. I mean, to me, that's that's to me that it's not really any different than. Uh, oh no, I can't say that. I was gonna say it's no different than speed dating, but it is. I can't say that. Um, I will say this. You got to be careful sometimes. People out here getting catfish and whatnot. You do got to be careful. You do got to be careful. So, yeah, those those are my thoughts on that. So, what what do you think? What do you think? What are your thoughts? Um, I would say my thoughts is that we have relied too much on social media to interact mm. with people. Mm, that's a word. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you know how our parents met back in the day. They, you know, they they met at clubs, at grocery stores, at events, at blase blase. I don't know if that's true, mm. but whatever. My parents met on the club. Shout out to Jesse Ramon. They met at the club. But uh <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's like that face to face interaction, you know, talk talking over over text and social media, that's not, sometimes that's not, you don't really see the the real of that person, if you if you get what I'm saying. 
It can, right, I'm not, right. not saying people are being fake or using a fake persona when they're on social media, but it's not it's not that real face to face interaction that you right, that you get right, with somebody. Right. So I think that we have we are relying too much on social media when it comes to uh human interaction, honestly. But yeah. I mean, that's that's where we're at now. In 2019, and technology is that that's how that's how we communicate. That's how we express ourselves in a way too. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, I like you said. I have I have seen people slide in DMs, and it has gone well for them. I have seen people use the Tinder app, and it has gone well for them. Um. But I also seen the other side that it ain't gone well, and that some crazy people on Tinder. Just FYI, some crazy mm-hmm. Jesus in the name. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So I just I just think that I don't know. I'm I'm kind of like an old soul, mm-hmm. and I and I rather somebody approach me and be like, Hey, Jayla, like, how are you doing today? Like, you look good. Like. What's going on? Instead of like, then we can get into interacting on social media or text message or something like that. But I'd rather mm-hmm. you approach me face to face so we can have like a a real conversation, you know? Yeah, yeah. But that's just that's just me. No, that that's that's cool. That's 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 definitely cool. I think I think you're right that we we do. Uh, rely on social media too much and we do lose that that uh that the interaction but like i said i think dms and whatnot i think it's it's the genuine ones are just using social media to have that in-person interaction right and i'm you know honestly i'm cool with that it's like you know i may not interact with you interact with you otherwise you know but it's like hey I'm i'm gonna just try and but my intent is not to have this this online relationship with you, right? My intent is just to, all right, start there. But th- this, this is what I want to have a real in-person yeah, genuine. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? But just having a relationship with somebody, like, uh, oh, yeah, this is my boyfriend, girlfriend, and Oh, what do you look like? Here's a picture. You know, you know, I've never seen her in person, but you know, we yeah, cool. Yeah. We best friends. Like, man, boy, yeah, you better go on a date or something. You know what I mean? And but I think that that you know that goes back to what you were saying um, about social media, and it it kind of takes away of 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 it takes away from reality, right? Social media in is not. Yeah. 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 It's it's a lot of it is all the good stuff, and it's just it's just not realistic and then of course it's just nothing like spending time with somebody getting to know them for who they for who they truly are or or with anything right you know it goes to books me i buy books all the time right i i thought about getting a kindle or a note something like that but it's just nothing like the the physical yeah yeah so i i think it there's a I think social media can be good, but there's a balance, and you know, you could, there are, there are ways they could be used as a as a tool, but not as the the primary medium. So I guess let's let's go on a positive note. 
what are some positive things about dating in your dating in your twenties? In 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 your opinion, some positive because we have friends that are married or are getting married, and they are the same age as us, so it works. You just gotta, you know, everybody gotta figure out how it works. <laughs> But like, what's so what's what's some positive positive things that you see that it can work for people in their twenties to date, or you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Right, man. There's there's nothing like uh, uh, starting your life with somebody young, whether you're 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 in a serious dating relationship, engaged or married. There's nothing like starting your life young with somebody and, and building uh, your life, building your, your empire, as we like to say, building your empire with somebody young, when you have energy, uh, you're, you're, you know, you're experiencing new things together. I think that that's, that, that's a big plus, right. And dating in your twenties, right. And you're starting out your, your careers together. You have money, you know, enough money. You can go, go places, yeah, you know, true. explore new things. Um, and it's, it's, it's just always good to have, a second person there that's uh, supporting you, encouraging you, telling you when you're wrong, when you need it, constructive criticism. You know what I mean? That's always good. It's just two heads are better than one. And um, I think that's just good. Uh, it's really good. I think that's, in, in, in my opinion, is the biggest benefits to dating in your 20s. What about you? Um. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that you definitely... Not saying, not saying that you're not going to learn more when you're in your 30s or 40s and you're dating or about to get married. But I do think that those experiences that you have already had when in your 20s, you, you, learn, you learn from them already before you got into that relationship in your 30s. Right. But right. in your 20s, you and your partner can go through that experience together mm-hmm. and learn from that experience together if if, mm-hmm. if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. So I, I do I do think that that's a that's a good benefit. Um yeah and then you know sometimes I mean for women when you get in your thirties and you start dating somebody or you about to get married in your thirties, you know it's like, well, you know, <laughs> It's time to pop out these babies, cause my biological <laughs> clock ain't gonna tick no more. You know what I'm saying? So, but when you're in your twenties, you can go travel the world. You can go, you know, you can be just you and him, or you and her, or you know, whatever. You and your significant other or a partner, y'all can be together for a good two or three years with no children. Mm-hmm. So you can just right, be with right. each other, you know. So I also think that's a good thing. And also, like you said, you can build build your financial empire. You know, because mm-hmm. I heard kids are expensive. I ain't got them. <laughs> saying I heard I heard they expensive. But you know, they things, are, they things, things like that. I think I think it's it's good about about dating in your twenties. Um, I guess to to close it out, Ben, what would you say? What advice? Would you give someone else or yourself, since you are in your twenties, yeah, about yeah. about dating in your twenties? <laughs> <laughs> good question. 
I would tell myself. It can be yourself or somebody else. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say have fun. Well, definitely have fun. <laughs> you know, life is a journey. Life is a journey. Have fun. Don't take it seriously. But I don't want to say don't take it not too seriously. But um, have have fun. Um, definitely get to know uh, yourself uh, before you jump into uh, a, a relationship. Um, because that being going from being single to a couple, honestly, is a major life-changing adjustment. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Um, so make sure you're ready. If if for the single guys, for the single ladies out there, make sure you're ready. And um, yeah, make sure you're ready because then it takes it takes work. It it takes work and. your happiness and and your joy uh, will will definitely be affected by the company that you keep, and especially if if you have uh, strong feelings for that person, that that that, that that's a major major decision. Um, that, that's what I would say. That's what I would say. What what advice do you have for uh, the wonderful twenty somethings of the world? <laughs> Um, I guess my advice for myself and somebody else would be would be one, like you said, have fun. Have fun. I mean, you you wanna meet different people, different, interesting, fun, my not so fun. You learn this, you learn that. Um, so just have fun with that, you know. Uh I guess every person that you I say this, every person that you interact with or have some type of relationship with, it could be a uh, a relationship as couples, it could be situationships, it could be friendships, it could be, no, seriously, I mean, we, right, a lot right, of us right. been through some situationships, if I know, if you know what I mean, okay? Um, <laughs> any, any t- any partnerships, work, work relationships, anything, I think that the things that they come bring in your life is something that you learn from. Mm-hmm. I think everybody learns from those experiences. Have, yeah. Let me say it like that. So I think just have fun, learn from those experiences. Um, I guess another thing will be patience. Mm. Patience will be a big thing. I say patience because a lot of people sometimes try to rush to Mm -hmm. be in a relationship or rush to date only because they see that oh my friend she's been dating him for about three years now or my friend got a relationship or everybody I hang with got a relationship or these people getting engaged these people getting married I say I say patience because what God has for you at that time may not be you being in a relationship Mm-hmm. It really might be you just out here finding yourself and being well, and, and being a, no seriously and be and being alone. He yeah. might be like, well, you need to know how to communicate with people before you start communicating with a significant other, or yep. you need to know how to interact uh, with people before 
before you do that because some people might you might be you might come off as mean as hell sorry for my mm-hmm. language but you really might come off as mean as hell and then you over there being mean as hell to your sniff girl like who wants to be with somebody that's mean you right, know what I'm saying? Right. This is an example. So I right. think that patience is the key because just in life, in a general, a lot of us coming out of college and a lot of us in our 20s, we want to rush our life and the things in our life. If that is a relationship, if that is our jobs, if that is mm-hmm. our finances, we want we want to see the end goal of everything that we have that we have or that we dreamed about you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i say i say i say patience i think that your time will come when it comes i guess another let's see anything any i'm trying to think that was good right there just patience part that was a word (laughs) another (laughs) word two for two today a thousand (laughs) i'm trying to think of any other any other thing that I can so okay let me let me ask you this before we end it off do you think hesitation is a correlation of fear it could be okay okay because what what I was getting into that is that I think sometimes the hesitation or the hesitations we have in dating could cause by fear Mm mm-hmm the fear yeah. of certain things that we have in data. So I, I guess that an- another advice would be try not to be afraid of that hesitation in a way. Right. Try to it's it's going it's going to be some things that you're going to be hesitant about, but I guess try not to be. Right. You never know until you try. And yeah, you know, ne- you never know until you try like every relationship like I said you come across is a learning one. Right, right. You learn from like, okay, I really didn't like how that person talked to me in that relationship. I really didn't like how I talked to that person in that relationship. Mm-hmm. I really learned that I don't need to say this, or I I should say this, or I learned this yeah. and that. So it's just it's. I'll, I'll say I'll say those three things: okay. have fun, be patient, and try not to have so much fear mm-hmm. in your hesitations. And I'll add to the hesitation part. I think there are two, two, two avenues uh, that 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 cause hesitation. One is fear, like you said. It's like, oh, you know, I don't want to do this. I'm afraid. You know, what is what is uh, what is this uh, person gonna say to me if I do this, do that? Oh, I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I do this. I don't like the way I do that. Whatever. Okay, that you know, you can be nervous, but sometimes, like like Jayla said, just go out there and try it. Right. And then there's a hesitation from discernment, right? You may be attracted to somebody, but it's like, they're just not right for me or, you know, this, I'm just not in the right space. I'm not in the right mind right now to do this. Um, and maybe I'll try it later. So go ahead. I, yeah. Go, going, going from that, I think that a lot of people, it can just, it don't have to be your twins. It can just be people in general. I think have, I think when you said the discernment part, I think it has to do with a little bit of insecurity. Only, I, would say, only, I think that goes along with fear. Only because only because you stated that, oh, I might not be this person's type or blase blase. It it could or okay, I, it could be insecurity and assume and assumptions. I think that goes along with fear. 
Right. Okay. okay. I, will, I will put that in the fear. Yeah, insecurities, fear, all that that's that umbrella. And then what I was saying for discernment, it's like like you may like guys, you may see you know, the baddest girl out there, you know what I mean? It's like, man, she just man or something, but it's like or you just may you just may be uh, really attracted to somebody, but you know that man, I'm really attracted to her, but there's you know, there's this I just know she's not she's not right for me for for whatever reason, personality wise. Mm, okay, okay. She has a trait. It's like yeah. discerning not to go after somebody, not to go in a relationship because there's a, a non negotiable that you, there's a non negotiable on, on the table, right? And that's the hesitation because you're discerning is this the best thing for me for a legitimate mm-hmm. reason and not just I'm afraid to do this because I'm insecure about this. I'm nervous gotcha, about this. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah, that's gotcha. what I meant. That's what I meant. That was good. That was good. I, I like that. That was that was good. Yeah. It was good. So I think I think that's that's it with um the topic of dating in your twenties and I guess the hesitations in dating. I think I think Ben and I uh brought up some some good points of what we thought. This is this actually been this actually was a hard topic to discuss that's the truth it, it, it really truth. was because i was it, it, it was just like mm, I, it's something it's something i have to go back and think about you know it's like oh yeah oh yeah what do i really what hesitation do i really truly have in dating you mm-hmm. know and you know we're 20 we we're out here dating but it's like what are everybody else thinking about too? Uh, you know, it's it was it this was this was an interesting interesting topic. I would I would say that for sure for sure for sure. And hey, our listeners, let us know what do you think? What do you think? You know? Yeah, so. let, let that let that be a, a in question in in the comments. Like, what if you're twenty? If you're in your twenties, um, what has been your biggest? I guess positive your biggest negative and I guess the biggest hesitation that you have had. Yeah. In, or, I mean, even if you're not twin, just the biggest hesitation you had have had in general. I think those are three things that I would love to see at some points that we didn't think of, or we, you know, mm-hmm. never thought of and like, mm, let's go back and say, okay, mm-hmm. wow. I, I, you know, that is true. Let us know folks. Let us know. Let us know. So that, concludes our second episode for only you can understand again i am your girl jay monet and this is your boy benny j all right guys thanks for listening all right y'all until next time hello